This is the American Indoctrinated Podcast with Evan and Brittany. This is a show where we discuss issues that Americans have been indoctrinated on, have full-length discussions about how we got here, talk about the facts behind each issue, and how it links back to our constitutional rights. Let's go! Welcome to the first episode of America Indoctrinated. We're going to do some quick intros. I am Brittany. I'm originally from Utah. I am currently living in Georgia. I'm really excited to do this podcast with Evan. I think it'll be interesting to talk about some of the current issues that we're dealing with today and why it's become so divided in this country and why we can't agree on anything and why we refuse to talk to each other. And you know, honestly, I believe that most people are in the middle. I don't think that anyone is super far right or super far left. Of course, there are people in the fringes, right? But I think most people live in the middle. So I think it'll be interesting to talk about those things and also bring on some guests throughout the podcast. I'm excited to kick this off with Evan and I'm going to throw it over to him. Yeah. So a little bit about me. As she said, my name's Evan. Brittany and I became friends working at a company back in 2019. And we just kind of stayed in touch and we talked about politics a lot at work, but we kind of had to be hush hush because we knew we had some coworkers that might get offended by it, but we stayed in touch. And as things progressed through the pandemic, we would see each other posting very similar things and agreeing on a lot. And so we kind of touched base and we're like, we should talk about this, like, because more people need to talk about it. And I've been inspired by a lot of other podcasters who have said that, you know, really big podcasters, like, Ben Shapiro and Andy Frisella and like Joe Rogan, they all say everybody that is interested in it should just go for it. You know, it's like, yeah, why not? So a little bit more background on me. I I live in Arizona. We met at a company working in Utah together. So we're both from Utah, but now we live in different states. And I have two kids and a wife. And so I've had a lot of different perspectives from the world and what's going on and Having moved around a little bit and lived in Las Vegas for a bit too, I definitely agree with Brittany on the fact that most people are in the middle. There's not, you don't have as many people on the fringes. The problem is, is so many people, whether they're on the right or the left, but it seems to be more geared towards the left right now, are genuinely indoctrinated to believe things. They just don't know that what they're being taught is wrong. You know, even just the simplicity around Let's just use a simple example of, I don't know, mathematics. We all think the way that we were taught to think about math is the correct way. But I mean, really, was it? There's so many different perspectives. And I just think the reason I like the name American Indoctrinated is because I've talked to so many people because I don't, I'm not shy. I'll talk to people about politics. I don't care who you are. And so many people just don't even know. Like I'll mention something. You know, even let's just take the Kyle Rittenhouse case that we just had. How many people were like, I didn't know that he shot white people. I didn't know that he was legally allowed to carry that gun. I didn't know that he actually, his dad lived in Kenosha. You know, there's all these false ideas around what was really going on. Well, and on that case, wasn't he actually protecting minority businesses as well? He, He was. And... When you see the videos of him being attacked with the skateboard and things, people didn't know that that had even happened. People literally thought that he just showed up to the protest and just started shooting black people indiscriminately and ended up killing three people and or two people is how many he killed and injured one. And black people, though, 
be very That's clear. what they thought. Yeah, that's yeah. what they thought. And people didn't know anything else. And they, even before the trial, I knew that he had killed two white people. Not that the race matters, but I mean, in this context, it does. One of the white people was a pedophile, like an outright pedophile who like perforated this anal sphincter of a few little boys because he ra- anally raped them. So it's like, there are these How was he even that- out of jail at that point? That's what that's, kills that's me. That's what I'm saying. And so it's like if you can get people who have the most differentiating opinions from you when it comes to politics and you can actually explain to them, you have literally been indoctrinated to believe a narrative that is just absolutely untrue. You thought that he went and shot black people. That's not what happened. You thought he just went there and shot people indiscriminately, whether they were white or black. It's not what happened. He was defending himself. You thought he was just some kid from Illinois that had no business being in Wisconsin and he sh- he just went across state lines because he just wanted to go shoot people. His dad lives in Kenosha. He worked in Kenosha. So it's like all these things. And I think there's so many examples of that in our country right now of people being indoctrinated to think certain ways of like tradition or of modern issues and they just don't understand that they are being lied to and they're being manipulated. So we're going to change that. Yeah, I agree. And I'm hoping that we can have some people on that really want to have a good discussion and maybe talk about why they disagree with us and maybe bring some facts, which, you know, you and I are all about. And I think it'll be interesting because you and I are fairly close in what we believe, but I think there is some nuance there, which will be interesting when we start having our discussions about different topics. But it's going to be a very fun podcast. I think also during 2022, we're hopeful that we'll be able to have some candidates on and see what that looks like. Yeah, that'd be great. I'm super excited. So what topics are you looking forward to discussing on the podcast? Jeez, education. Education is probably my biggest thing that I'm most invested in discussing with people. There's so much about it that just doesn't make sense to me. Like kids going to school for eight hours a day and sitting at a desk and being told what to learn and not exploring what they want to learn. They're also being indoctrinated in so many different false ideas about the world. Kids are literally going to public school just to be shipped off into college, to just be shipped off into a nine to five office job where they're not taught to think for themselves. They're actually taught to hate everything their parents taught them when it comes to religion and like things like that. So education is big for me. I think getting rid of the traditional education system that we've all been raised in and thinking is like the right way to learn and the right way how to learn, and the right subjects to learn. I just, the whole thing needs to be changed. And it all starts with parents just taking control of their kids, not letting the state control your kids. Other than that, I think just understanding the true meaning around free will, like what that means as a society, if as consenting adults, like what that means to be able to live in a free society where you make your own decisions and the government doesn't tell you what to do. Those two main things. What about you? What are some things that you're thinking? I think for me, my eyes have been opened as far as owning a business. And hopefully you feel the same way. I know you've just gotten into that as well. It's so frustrating because people are fighting about this 15 hour minimum wage and this and that. You know, businesses are basically ripping off the employees to make all this money. They're so greedy. Capitalism's awful. And I will tell you, owning a business, they are not making a ton of money. They're working on a minimal profit margin. We're being taxed at an ungodly rate. And what we're getting for it is garbage. 
And for me, that is a huge issue that I see in this country is that we don't allow people to keep the money that they earn. We just keep taking more from them and it makes it almost impossible for you to have the American dream and to see that continue on because we're paying taxes at a rate sometimes, you know, 30, 40, 50%. And if you're living in shitholes like California or New York, you're being taxed more than that. And the federal government gives all this money to states like California and New York, and we're all paying taxes for that. We don't benefit from the money that's going anywhere. And it just seems very unreasonable. And I think people just don't understand the way that it works. And also that your money is taxed two or three times. It's not like you're being taxed once on it. You're being you're getting taxed many times on the same money and the government is inefficient in everything. If you want to waste money, you know, give it to the government. That's where you can be the most inefficient with it. So for me, that's a big issue in this country and something that we need to come to terms with and also understand that big government is not the way. It's not helping us. I love that. That's right up my alley. That's like ties really well into the education thing is Anybody who thinks the government's good at anything, all they have to do is just look at our education system and they're like, okay, the government can't even handle like a multi-trillion dollar industry that they created in the education system. What makes us think they're going to handle our healthcare? What makes us think they're going to handle anything else that is worthwhile? They can't look at our education system. It's a joke. We have some of the lowest test scores in the world. Kids in the inner city right now are graduating high school with a like third grade reading level how they're graduating is beyond me california just basically uh, like the largest school district in los angeles just banned using the letter d and the letter f as a grading criteria because it's like offensive just so much bullshit and indoctrination that goes into it it makes people think they're taught to think that they need to rely on these systems, that you need to go to school for eight hours a day, and then you need to go to college, and you need to work a nine-to-five, and you need to work for someone else and not start your own business, and you need to complain about how much your employer is keeping from you, and then you don't even pay attention to paying your taxes. Like That was a thing that we were raised being told. You grow up, and you become a good contributing person to society, and you pay your taxes, and it's like, do you realize the income tax is literally like basically slavery? The government's saying, we'll take this much money from you and this is how much you can keep. And you have the right as a citizen of the world, not just of America, but you have the right of being a human being born on planet Earth to work and make money to provide for yourself. And the government is taxing you on that. So essentially, the government is taxing you for living. You're literally being taxed to just exist. Because to exist, you have to work and you have to buy things. And the government is taxing you just to live. Just to even open your eyes and blink them, you're being taxed. And it all starts with how we view the world and how we view our parents. And the education system is where that all comes from. And if I'm not mistaken, taxes were implemented much later in the creation of the United States. It wasn't always a thing. I think it was after World War II. Is that right? Well, there's always been a form of taxation. The way it worked when, like, after the Articles of Confederation were, was disbanded and the Constitution was created, a lot of taxation had to go through a majority vote. So the states would get together, the federal government would solicit the states for like a project, and then the states would basically do a majority vote and they'd have to go back to their people, like their delegates in their states, and essentially just get permission from the people if they were going to like increase a tax for a certain amount of time on a certain good 
like tobacco, let's just say. And then the government, once whatever they were working on was finished, completed, the tax would go away. It was in the 1900s. So 1913, we went off the gold standard. And that is when the income tax was created. And it was so controversial that they had to put it in the Constitution. Is the 16th Amendment is the amendment that gives Congress the power to tax income. And then right around the same time that they created the income tax, Congress basically third-partied out their ability to print money. So that was also in the Constitution. It gives Congress the ability to make money and to create currencies. And we always used gold. But then in around that same time, Congress basically forfeited their ability to do it and they turned it over to the Federal Reserve. So that's when the Federal Reserve was created. It was a way to basically allow the bank, the banking system to control the country. And you can, we could go way into like super deep into that. But, and then shortly thereafter, under FDR, Franklin D. Roosevelt, the probably one of the worst presidents our country he created this point. <laughs> one, of, one of the worst. He's pretty bad. But he created Social Security and Medicare, Medicaid, which is what we know as the payroll tax. And so everybody gets taxed on their income. Everybody gets taxed on all of that, no matter what. And so it's just created this system of people who just think the government is the end-all, be-all answer for all of their problems. And... We're literally all just like we're all robots and zombies. We just go to school at age five until we're 18 for eight hours a day. And we barely learn anything. Kids are graduating, lower reading rates, lower math rates, higher rates of suicide, higher rates of mental health problems with mental health, higher rates of everything you can imagine, higher rates of obesity, lower rates of self-confidence than ever in the history of the world. And then they're just going right into college. They're going to a state school where I went, the University of Utah. And then they're doing the same thing. They're going to school all day. They're just being told they're special and they're great and that they don't have to work hard. And then they leave that and they go work for some tech company nine to five. And their whole lives are like that. And they just pay their taxes and they think, once I turn 67, I'll get social security and then I'll just go golfing. What a sad life. What a sad, sad life that is just robot but that's what they want they want people to be robotic and they want people to be dependent on the government because it's easy to control people like that you can't control people who run their own businesses and have their own money and they like understand how taxes work and they understand how business works and they understand how to like stay healthy and they know how to like negotiate and deal with people you can't control people like that you can't control free thinkers yeah it's getting a little crazy to be a free thinker these days but (laughs) (laughs) seriously yeah but i think that like the government thing i think we've seen a lot of the corruption and stuff that lives in government and i think it'll be interesting to see if term limits ever come to be just because old school people like my dad he's like we don't need term limits that's why we vote it's very hard for people to be able to run for office that are just everyday people they don't have the money they don't have the backing they don't have the name recognition so it does become very difficult for people that should be in office that are doing it for service and not to get rich to be able to to run against, you know, these bigger names that are backed by, you know, these corrupt corporations, lobbyists, all of these people. 
And there just haven't been any laws or anything put in place to to really protect how much money is going into some of these, you know, elections and things like that. There is so much with that that it, I mean, we could go on and on, but I think it'll be interesting to to talk about some of those things and also see how many people actually understand how things work. Because I will tell you, I'm involved with an organization here and there's so much corruption in both parties that I ha- I was not aware of, but it's all about power. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where like, we can bridge the divide. Like when we say indoctrinated is that people, we all want the same thing at the end of the day. We all just want to live our lives and have the most money available to live the best, most free life that we can live. Nobody wants to just be a slave to their job. Nobody wants to be a slave to their body being unhealthy and fat and lazy. Nobody wants that. People want to be happy. People want to be able to explore and be free to do whatever they want. But we have different ideas of how to achieve that. And a lot of it is because people have been convinced of one way and they've been indoctrinated to think that that's the only way to do it. And just like your dad, even though he's more on the conservative side, which would probably tend to lean more towards us, even though I'm I'm much more libertarian, but it seems like even that, like my dad's the same way in a lot of those ways. We need laws that create term limits because of everything you just said, because these people get in there and they get lobbyists and they get like super PACs that back them up. It's almost impossible to get an incumbent person out when they have all these people backing them up as some new grassroots person that's running. Like imagine someone trying to take on Mitt Romney right now. He's got PACs. He's got super PACs. He's got all these lobbyists that have hit him up. He's got all that and name recognition. He's got all that name recognition. Yeah. And like everybody in Utah knows who he is because he ran for president. And then even before that, he was the president of the Olympic Committee that was there in Utah. And so he got a ton of name recognition. And so for someone to dethrone him, essentially, as like a grassroots person, like that's that's a tough feat. It's not impossible, especially because he's so unpopular right now. But it's still people are gambling if they're voting in someone that they've never heard of before. And if there's no term limits, like that could potentially be one of the senators representing Utah for the next like 40 years, just like Orrin Hatch, who was terrible. Orrin Hatch was an awful, awful senator. I'm pretty sure he slept through most of the sessions. I'm just saying. He just was a rhino and just like didn't really do anything looking out for the best interests of Utah. He just wanted to stay in office. I think that that's like another issue that we can really talk about is how they don't even look at issues individually. They look at them based on, I'm a Republican, I have to vote this way, where I think that like most issues are very nuanced. And I think that both parties have to participate to get to the best solution. And we want these all or nothing deals and it it shouldn't be that way. And it's Mm. at the expense of the American people, really. It's not, it doesn't benefit anyone for them to pass some of the, the crap that they're passing. Yep, exactly. Oh, I think we have a huge market to fill right now. Like there's so much desire for people to just find out the truth on things and just to learn, not necessarily what to think, but like maybe how to think. Well, and that you can have discussions because I love to talk to people that think differently than me. And sometimes it's just asking the right, it's just asking the right questions. Like I talked to someone and they were very careful, but they were like, I don't know what your political affiliation is, but I'm a liberal. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So I start asking questions and, you know, abortion is one of those that are, it's a pretty hot topic, especially among the liberals. And, you know, she's like, I think that it's a woman's right to choose. Okay. Freedom is freedom, right? So a woman that is 
eight months pregnant should have an abortion. And she is like, absolutely not. I think that there's like some middle ground. And I know that you and I disagree a little bit on this, but freedom is freedom, no matter how you look at it. And I think at the the end of the day, that's where conservatives really do lose a lot of people is that we want the freedom to choose. However, not when it comes to this abortion issue, which morally I don't agree with, but it's a policy issue. We have to come to an agreement as a country of what that looks like. And I'm sorry, eight months, that's not it. And, you know, I agree with the heartbeat bill that Texas just passed. Like it gives you, Mm -hmm. you know, the six weeks. And I know that a lot of people will fight you on the conception part and things like that. And I don't disagree morally. However, we also have to get to a point where we're making policy decisions that we can just like quit having the same arguments about. Like, I feel like abortion has been on the table for so many years. We just keep fighting and people just keep getting more. They want to kill babies that are, you know, born now. They're, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just like getting to the point where it's so extreme. And it's like, how did we get here? When abortion was kind of, was this tool for women if they were raped or, you know, for all these exceptions. And now we're way beyond that. So right. it's way beyond what Roe v. Wade was intended to be. And also, like, I think we are looking at it. We've been indoctrinated to think that so many of these issues have to be fought and solved on the political stage. When in reality, the true answer to abortion, I don't think can be found in the political arena. It, can, it needs to be found in like the spiritual and like emotional arena. Why is it that women are feeling so downtrodden from having a baby or being pregnant that that's where they think that's the solution? Like humans have been on the planet by some scientific metrics for close to 300,000 years. And, you know, you look at even like a lot of our history, particularly people from like Utah, and we have a lot of ancestors who literally dragged handcarts across the Midwest from New York out to Utah. Or like Boston, my family came from Ireland and lived in Boston and came out to Utah. It's like we live in a time that is the best time to be alive. The most comfort. You can go to the grocery store and get everything you want. You can get help from charities. You can get help from the government. And still women are thinking that being pregnant and having a baby is the end all be all. Like there are 8 billion people on this planet. We have lived on this planet by some metrics 300,000 years. You are not so unique and so special that you having this baby is going to be the end of the world for you. If women have been able to do it for 300,000 years and women all over the planet, close to 8 billion people who live in much, much worse circumstances than you can have children and can take care of them, you can do it too. Like it's not going to be that hard. I will tell you going to college was probably one of the worst decisions that I made as, you know, I don't think it helped me at all. I think there was a lot of things that you're also taught. Having a baby is being pushed on you. Like you're less than if you have a baby. Mm-hmm. You should be empowered to not want that. And I think that's that, experienced that a little bit. It's so bizarre because it's like, not to be rude, Evan, but you can't have a baby. You can't create a human life. You can. I know I, mean, I can't. You can kind of help. That's incredible that you can grow a baby inside you. Men cannot do that. Why can't women be proud of that? And I think that that's like another cultural issue that, I mean, it blows my mind. Blows my Mm -hmm. mind. But going to college, I will tell you, like, I totally get it. I get how women come out of there and they're empowered to not be a mother. They're empowered to... They're indoctrinated. They're indoctrinated to think having a baby is the hardest thing, the worst thing, the most difficult thing you'll ever do, which some of, I mean, having kids is tough. Like staying up late and like my wife breastfed both our kids and like 
in the middle of the night when they were waking up crying, like I couldn't, couldn't help because they wouldn't take bottles. They didn't want to. And so it was like, but like I said, there's 8 billion, almost 8 billion people on this planet. We've been around for 800,000 years. It's in our DNA to have children. It's in women's DNA to take care and rear children. It's not the end of the world. If you're a woman by yourself and you got pregnant out of wedlock by someone you didn't want to be with or on accident, you're going to figure it out. You're much more tough and you're much more like you're much smarter and you're much tougher than you think you are. And we as a society have indoctrinated ourselves, particularly women, to think, well, men, too. We've all been indoctrinated to think we're these weak, feeble, pathetic little creatures that need an overlord to tell us how to be okay. And our overlord has become government. Women are so tough. Watching Steph carry two children, one of them came out as a C-section, one came out naturally. She's freaking tough as shit. Women are insanely tough, and they're very, very smart. And men are tough, too. But guess what? Having a kid is not going to be the end of the world. We're going to be okay. Well, and on top of that, I think when you get out of college, you're also taught to emasculate men. And I think that that's another thing that is a huge issue in our culture. And you and I have had this discussion offline, obviously, but that will be another topic that I'll be super interested to get into and hopefully have like some other perspectives on it, because I think it's pretty interesting to just look at how we've changed our perspectives Mm and what it's done to our society. Mm -hmm, 100%. So, I mean, I think we touched on like, what, five or six topics just in this last. Oh, yeah. That's a little taste of what you guys are going to get with this podcast. And, you know, hopefully you guys will interact with us and let us know what you're thinking. And if there's a topic that you want us to cover and we have some other things planned for later on in the podcast that we're, you know, working out right now, but more to come on that. Yeah. Excited. It's gonna be awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in and we will see you all next week. If you like this episode, share it with your friends, write us a review, listen, like, and follow the podcast, and we will see you all next week.